This is episode 131 of G.I. Joburg, and we're calling it Escape from the Cobra Freighter. <laughs> I'm your host, Steve, and I'm joined by my two closest allies. Scary Paul! <laughs> Occult specialist Cujo on the scene. And the three of us are going to string together a horrifying tale of three desperate Cobra's attempts to escape their grisly fate entombed in the landlocked freighter. Entombed. <laughs> Fans of the comic book might be familiar with this particular dark chapter in Cobra's history where the true Cobra Commander comes back seemingly from the dead to assert his might and consign all treacherous elements of Cobra to be buried alive inside the landlocked freighter on Cobra Island. Not only were they trapped inside the freighter, but were also sent downstream and had a dormant volcano exploded and caved in down on top of them. If you're listening to this tale with the lights off, maybe light a few candles, because things are going to get spooky. Check a wow wow wait. You only get two spookies, so watch your spooky budget. (laughs) (laughs) Our story opens with utter chaos. Cobra operatives climbing all over each other, trying to formulate an idea of how to get out of this landlocked freighter tomb. Three individuals, however, are able to keep a cool head. One of them happens to be a Techno Viper. That's my guy. Who are you boys representing? I'm not entirely sure how he got stuck in there in the first place, but crystal ball well simple I guess he just had the wrong friends Cobra Commander came back and he was hell of a ruthless so if you were on the wrong side of the divide sorry crystal ball you're out of it and since Raptor and Crocmaster were also tossed into the landlocked freighter and left to die it's quite possible that all the oddballs from 1987 maybe even Big Boa included, wound up sharing that fate. So am I correct in assuming you are represented by Crystal Ball, Paul? That is correct. It is I, the mysterious Crystal Ball. Crystal Paul. (laughs) Crystal Paul. That's his street name. (laughs) That's that's not bad. Hey, people always want to buy drugs from me for some reason, and I don't sell them. (laughs) Crystal Ball is not sounding too healthy. Was that a cough I heard? It was a small cough, but that's just because I'm a smoker. That wasn't an illness cough. Oh, you never know. There are certain very treacherous illnesses lurking in this tight, closed, claustrophobic environment. Who are you represented by, Cujo? You've heard the ghost ships, but this is just one big closed-in casket right now. You can hear the metal bending under the pressure. And, and Stephen laid it out. People are losing it. But oddly enough, 
the third person to keep their head is just a regular viper who feels out of his element, but because of his mere face, is ready to do some self-reflection. Hmm, poetic. Gentlemen, since resources are scarce at this point, you're only able to carry one item of equipment with you. Preferably represented by a actual G.I. Joe accessory. Crystal Ball, what are you bringing with you to the party? I'm I'm gonna just assume Crystal Ball's accessory is just meant to be his like mystical powers, so he's just bringing his mystical powers with him, <laughs> like mm. AKA his plastic uh, lenticular shield thing. Good luck with that. Oh, well, I've got a <laughs> damn good idea of how and how to use it. So, okay, Captain America. That's another good idea on how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how about you, Viper? I'm pretty sure that that shield is almost shiny to a mirror-like surface, so I'm, I'm going to take my flashlight, bang it against my hand because it won't turn on right away, and I'm going to hope that my light reflects off a crystal ball shield enough to illuminate the space. Crystal ball is master of mysticism. Mm, good idea, because where we're going, there ain't no lights. Techno Viper, he's going to keep his... Uh, his standard gear close, that being the torch and the various attachments for his backpack. While everyone's losing their heads in this dark and damp and dangerous environment, the three of us catch each other's eyes. I know something that not everyone else knows, but I'm only going to share it with a select few. You see, this particular Techno Viper was part of the original geological team led by Dr. Apple, mm. back in the day when Cobra Island was formed. We scouted out the dormant volcano on the island and mapped out its various cavernous substructures. I have a hunch, and I'm going to play it, that we could actually escape the freighter by tunneling down into the volcano and out of a cave structure. It's a hell of a gambit. It is. And if we bring anyone else with us, the chances of cave-ins multiply. So it's just the three of us. In hushed tones, we usher each other down deeper and deeper into the landlocked freighter. It's so dark you can't see your hand in front of your face. That's where your flashlight comes in handy, Cujo. Or should I say, Viper Cujo. Kujo 86 Viper We make our way into the lowest chamber on the freighter It's quiet, it's damp You can hear the sounds of drops of water falling from the ceiling and meeting with darkened pools at our feet We start by knocking on the walls trying to hear a hollow bong. Any part of the freighter that's not completely walled in might be the ticket to our salvation. Hmm. And we find one. My Techno Viper gets his cutting torch ready and begins to work on cutting a hole into that space. 
Viper Cujo, you take a little sweep around our environment and you notice something rather alarming. There's a wooden box, more or less the size and shape and dimensions of a coffin. And standing around it, in perhaps their powered down, depleted energy mode, are four battle android troopers. Statuesque, unmoving, inactive. But clearly they were guarding something down there. And whatever that something was, is no longer there. Because as Crystal Paul and Viper Cujo (laughs) move in on the box, they notice that it is indeed empty. What do you guys make of that? Well... There's obviously something very valuable that somebody had to grab last minute, which means that person might still be around. Mm. Though some time has clearly elapsed because those battle android troopers who were effectively standing guard are now completely energy depleted. It's apparent that whatever they've been guarding has not been tended to in a long time. Well... I think time is obviously a factor, so we need your cutting torch on the wall. I'm whittling away at that wall, but it's going to take time. Well, you could go to work on a a bat, but something tells me that uh, a bat in the dark could be a lot of trouble for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's something else out there in the dark, boys. And surging into your pool of lights, you catch a glimpse of it. Putrefied flesh, but wearing the garb of Cobra royalty. It's gold, it's green, it's snake-like. <laughs> and it's only in possession of one functioning eye. Who are you face to face with, boys? Serpentor? <laughs> or what's left of him? Hmm. The remains of Serpentor. You see the genetic soup that made up Serpentor left him with some rather inhuman attributes. He's no longer alive, but he's not really dead either. And this is where Crystal Ball's magical mystical powers come into play. How many vodka in that shield, dear? <laughs> no, dude. I'm Crystal Ball. Faced with the deceased Cobra Emperor, former Cobra Emperor, what's going through your minds, boys? I think I gotta take primary on this one, because Crystal Ball is cool, but not if his hair is messed up. <laughs> so I have those forearm shields. Anything that Serpenter can do is going to probably be some kind of physical biting attack or something. Mm. Um, he's not exactly talking to us, is he? Well, that's the problem. He is. His fractured mind has enabled his rotten maw to form words. And in amongst the garbled words, you can make out exactly what he is wanting from you. He is a tortured husk of a man. Husk of a mighty man. And he needs closure. 
can you two be the two that bring him that closure? Definitely. <laughs> Let's find out. Seeing the uniform of a viper, Serpentor has a question. You see, Viper Kujo represents the mighty forces that he once commanded. And he wants to know, from this rank-and-file member of his leadership, was I a good leader? Convince me. That's your task, Viper Kujo. Put his mind at ease. Give this once great and mighty leader the closure that he needs. What you got? To give King Snake, actually Synthetic Snake, some closure, I would just say you were given lifetimes of information, but not the context in the world you're in now. And you had no idea that humans in this iteration were as dangerous as they were. You were never meant to lead, but you can rest now. Hmm. He might have a problem with you telling him that he was never meant to lead, because in his veins, well, when they were still pumping hot blood, ran the genetic material of all the greatest military minds this world has ever seen. So he's slightly rankled by that answer. So Crystal Ball is going to have to intervene soon, I feel. He turns to Crystal Ball. If you want out of this situation, tell me how you plan to avenge me. So what, so what happens is Crystal Ball uses his mystical gypsy powers, because he is, he is using gypsy powers, old, old school Romanian magic, and he's focusing it on good old Serpentor, and he is chanting in ancient Romanian, he's using ancient Romanian chants, which parts of Serpentor remembers because of some of the genetic material that, you know, that he's comprised of. So he starts to feel like comfortable with Crystal Ball because Crystal Ball is kind of making him more, he's calming him down. And what's happening is Crystal Ball is filling his head with all of these images of like, firstly, of how great Serpentor was, you know, he's like basically just giving him all of these memories, like of how every soldier in Cobra loved Serpentor and how he's this great one, uh, warrior and that how they couldn't have been luckier to have had him and that they all need to destroy the the um, traitor that is Cobra Commander. And he keeps forcing that. And then he keeps t- uh, feeding this information into Serpentor's mind. And he like says, mm. you know... Do you think that the undead can be reasoned with? Do you think that yes. the undead can be hypnotized? Yes, I do. I feel like that the undead can be manipulated, or at least should be, and that, and I'm, I'm relying on the fact that Crystal Ball might have some kind of pseudo-necromancy in his mystical abilities. That's the great thing about a character who's quote-unquote mystical <laughs> without any limitations. He's, uh, mm, so he's, he's busy, you know, he's, he's trying to feed as much information into Serpento as he can, hoping that something sticks and, and sort of motivates Serpento to, to not kill us. <laughs> Actually, Pentor's ambitions run away with him. He looks to you as his salvation. Can you resurrect him? Is that within your occult powers, Crystal Paul? I tell him it is. <laughs> I'm convincing that it is indeed part of my powers. But uh, oh I might have to. I might have to keep an ace up my sleeve, and that the only way that we're going to be able to do it 
is to actually get the heart of the man that killed him. Yes. <laughs> ah, you've made a blood oath with Serpentor that if you escape, you shall give him the heart of Cobra Commander or Zartan. Well, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be Zartan, actually, because Cobra Commander technically didn't kill Serpentor. <laughs> so yeah. Well, then I've got good news for you because Zartan is just several chambers above. Ooh. I think you've just discovered your way out of the situation. All you needed to do from the get-go was tell Serpentor where his killer was located. You see, Cobra Commander also threw Zartan into that landlocked freighter before sealing it up. Do I remember that? Satisfied, finally, Serpentor shuffles off into the darkness to hunt for the man that sentenced him to an undead eternity. But as he does so, he disturbs the battle android troopers. Their reserve battery life kicks in. They might have been too late to stop any interlopers from passing the gravesite. But they're sure as hell not gonna let you get away scot-free now. Ooh, I hope the Techno Viper's got a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> the Techno Viper has just succeeded in cutting through. And we have an opening. It's enough for a crawl space. Unfortunately, I've had to leave my torch behind. I just have the pack with my rest of my weapons. Or tools, I should say. And I quickly shout for you guys to follow me down into the cavern below. The battle android troopers are hot on our heels. But we make it. By the hairs of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, one one had the claw and it pinched my butt on the way through. I, I had to kick the hole a little bit bigger just to fit through with those nice viper boots, you know? Nice. <laughs> Did he manage to pinch your boots and you had to wriggle your, your foot out of it? Ooh, yes, leaving my pant leg exposed, which leads us to our next terrifying room. Mm. All this is happening while Crystal Ball is chanting something which can loosely be translated as, I am a slippery snake in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to get a little bit slipperier because Hello. the light is bouncing off, my, off the flashlight and the, uh, off your shield. And then off the water. The water's not deep, but it's cloudy, so you can't see where the footing's at. You just happen to step into not an unfamiliar place completely. Uh, imagine if you read Infestation from IDW, the the lab where the animals are being um, manipulated and experimented on by Cobra. This is one such room. You see, you see a hundred eyes reflecting the light, all looking at you, some barking, some, some scratching. But you notice a lot of the cages are empty. <coughs> um, there's two paths. <coughs> Bless you, brother. It would appear that contact with the undead has left an impression on Crystal Paul. He might have picked up some kind of contagion. And that cough echoes off the walls and gets everybody's attention. Fortunately, we're both wearing masks with air filters, or at least I think I do. I don't know about your Viper mask, Kujo. Well, let's hope our heads don't get underwater, but we have to move forward. 
Uh, there's two different routes. On the left is Cobra's canine units. Some of those cages are empty. Uh, on the right, you have the water. Who knows how deep it goes? Uh, what do you say, Paul? Crystal Paul. I am not super keen on going through the water um, because I don't think any of us will do very well with it because we all have heavy, or you guys have heavier gear and you guys are going to have to remove your helmets and whatever to be able to get through there. So I think it would be smart if we go through the canine section. And now, hopefully, if there are any dogs or anything, as horrible as it is to say, if my mystical powers don't work, which, just so we know, may or may not actually be mystical, and Crystal Paul may or may not uh, be completely convinced that what he's doing is working. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I reckon if I can't soothe the dogs with my mystical powers, then at least the three of us can hopefully fight them off or run away or something. Well, the let's devil, not you know. mince words. You're choosing a path for yourself, not both of you. So you choose to go left. Yes. And you happen through the shadows and you come across a hyena that's been roided up. It's monstrous. And it looks at you. Its teeth are snarling. And it says, tell me a joke. And if I like that joke, I'll let you pass. That's how you survive this, Crystal Paul. Just tell us a good joke that'll make us laugh. It can be under the bleacher by Seymour Butts. Just let it out. Okay, so like, there's a bear and a rabbit in the forest, right? And they're both arguing. The rabbit's like, bear, when you take a shit, does the shit ever stick to your butt? And the bear looks at the rabbit, and he takes a big shit, and he grabs the rabbit, and he wipes his ass with it, and he goes, no. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. That was my hyena laughing impersonation. That was amazing. Actually pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I think on the strength of Steven's talent, you're going to get through. You're going to lose a finger because, I mean, it's going to cost you a finger. What's but... a master of the mystic arts without losing a digit? All those fuckers have, like, missing shit. I was about to say, I'm even more mystical now. Eyes. Accessories. <laughs> well, you're shit out of luck there. You've only got one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say peg warmer? Paul, oh, you get to join on this choice as well. But, Steven, you wade into the water as well as I do. Vipers stick mm. together. Nice. And all of a sudden, you have that sensation that... Maybe it feels like a million fingers are touching you at once. Everything below the surface of the water is crawling. And you look for good footing and it's just not there. And so you're falling forward, you're underwater momentarily, your head breaches, but suddenly you realize that there are a million different creatures. They could be Temple of Doom bugs, they could be creepy crawlies, they could be snakes. And you know they're trying to get in every orifice all at once. To pass this test, obviously, if you're listening at home, I hope you're clenching your buttocks, as you should be. But give me a sci-fi reference of a creature crawling into a human's orifice that still has you terrified. It was terrifying for all the wrong reasons, but I don't know if anyone's uh, familiar or recalls Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. 
<laughs> oh, you bastard. Yeah. I mean, the creature literally crawls up your anus. <laughs> but oh, extra man. points for the Stephen King connection. I mean, come on. Mm. You got Crystal Ball on this team. Well played. Well uh -huh. played. Thank you. That was a terrible movie, but absolutely a terrifying prospect. I think some guy, like, he needs to go. And so he, you know, he squats down in the snow, and this thing just leaps right up in him. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a horrifying episode indeed. There's only two instances that I can think of, like, something entering the body through an orifice. Uh, horror movie, live action, and American. I can think of the original Evil Dead, with the the tree, the infamous tree rape scene. Mm. Uh, yeah, which is not pleasant. So for for <laughs> much for for better for better imagery, I would like to refer to Evolution, when one of those uh, creatures gets into um, the guy's suit, and it goes <laughs> and it gets into his butt, and they have to like remove it. And then he wants an ice cream for his bud. <laughs> well, you can't overlook the alien, what is it, quintilogy? Quintology now? Yeah. Um, about to be septology, if Ridley Scott can get his shit together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that, that, those films are all about penetration in the face hugger, or, orifices. The fake hu yeah. face hugger is... Ugh. Prometheus had, you know, like alien infestation through the eyeball and then covenant has like you know you can inhale the stuff and it'll make a chest burster come out of you i mean it's like or what was it a back burster yeah <laughs> oh my goodness a butt burster butt Jeez. burster which i'm sure a lot of people have experienced i <laughs> said to close the squirming my choice would probably be one from childhood wrath of khan when they put those cockroaches in the people's helmets. That was, that was pretty traumatic. Um, I could not watch that film. I was like, I was in love with Star Trek as a child, but like, I could not watch that film because of that scene. And it's it was right in the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They don't waste any time. I can remember exactly where I saw that scene. But enough said, it's dark. But you just keep moving forward, and everything in your body's clenched. You're covering your ears. Stuff's in, trying to get in your mouth. And you get to the other side, and Crystal Ball's sitting Indian style going, How'd it go, guys? <laughs> <laughs> How and did it go? So I take, I take it our, our, our uniforms are pretty um, shredded by this point. There's some tears, enough, enough to, to give you nightmares. Hmm. Did anything penetrate? I think we're okay. I think we're okay. You know what? Oof. Something did go in my pants, but the Viper fished it out. Nice. The Viper gets yeah. away from his, away from his Viper. <laughs> Let us never speak of the snake pit again. And then and then we head to the third room. Ah, the third room. Are we finally ascending? Have we managed to chart our way through these tunnels? I think my Techno Viper has spotted some signs that look promising something that he might just recognize so he's taking us up but will we ever see daylight again or will we just be confined to a procession of horrors it all rests in your hands crystal paul <laughs> okay so 
we've managed to get deep. We've managed to sort of get ourselves into a place where we can get out. Considering the penetration sequence we just had, I'd rather you not say the phrase, we just got deep. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so reeling from the uh, awkward shock that was the last chapter, <laughs> we are slowly um, proceeding through. Uh, it's not as dark. There is a, a lot of weird sort of bounced ambient light, which has now um, filled us with some kind of, uh, you know, a, a little bit of joy, you know, because we feel like, oh, maybe that's the outside. We can see some of the outside light that's sort of bouncing around. You know, it's, it's not caused by our instruments or whatever. And uh, we're slowly sort of trudging through and Crystal Ball feels something that the only way I can explain it to you guys is... When you're in an aeroplane and it's ascending, you know when the altitude changes and you can feel that inertia in your body that, and then it's, your ears kind of go blocked? He feels that for a second, but it's almost like instant. And he like stops and he holds the party and he goes, I'm getting weird feelings here. <laughs> okay. So you two like sort of look at each other and uh, you're not too happy about the fact that this might not be us just being able to run out. So we've got two options in front of us. The one is you ignore Crystal Ball. You're just like, whatever, this guy is full of shit. There's a proverbial light at the end of the tunnel or at least around the corner, you know, maybe up a little bit higher. Let's just dash for freedom. Or we have to trudge through this very, very carefully. We're going to trust Crystal Ball because he managed to help us with the Serpentor zombie situation. Got any technical words? I think you should hold my uh, Electro Mallet Viper just in case we come into contact with anything dangerous. Mm. I'm going to unsheath my uh, claw, Jaws of Life, or Jaws of Death, I prefer to call them, because I think we might be encountering some resistance. And we still might possibly have those four battle android troopers on our butts. Assuming they were able to traverse the hyena. Well, thank and you for not saying the word butt. <laughs> <laughs> we move very slowly and Crystal Ball hangs back while you guys take point. We slowly move around the corner. We're vipers, we can handle this. Yeah, you can totally handle this. You, you got this, you guys sneakishly move around and you sort of peek around the corner and there is a whole bunch of like dead cobra officers and dead cobra vipers that look like they've recently been slain and the best imagery i can give you is that from metal gear solid one or from metal gear solid uh where the ninja sort of goes on a rampage and you find all of these dead genome soldiers on the uh, leading up to where he is Ooh, viper kujo i don't know i don't know if i like this do you think? Uh, do you have any ideas what he's playing at? I can roll with those pixel references. Um, I think we find out what those little goggles are for on the Viper helmet. So I, I lower those over my visor, and the light spectrum is bounced up about fifty percent. I think, you know, at this point we're tested. Yes, we've been penetrated, but but we still have our wits. Um, you just and said I, butt. Damn. <laughs> you and I give each other a Viper double dragon handshake, 
and we say, once more into the breach, dear friend. <laughs> into the breach. You said breach. Um, anyway, so we slowly start to proceed through this um, this like sort of tunnel of death. And uh, Crystal Ball is now also very, very nervous. Everybody's heart rates are up. Crystal Ball. Um, oh, and something else I forgot to mention. There's definitely that sulfury smell. That gunpowdery, sulfury smell that if you've fired uh, a weapon before, you know that smell. And that's uh, that's in the air. So you know that gunfire and stuff has happened recently. There's pockmarks uh, all over the wall. Um, uh, you know, and so Crystal Ball reaches down to, you know, sort of lightly touch one of the barrels of the, or some uh, close to the barrel of one of the fallen vipers. And he can tell that it's warm. And uh, so... All of us quickly start sca- scattering around and trying to check for ammo. And we managed to fill up at least one Viper rifle with about 20 rounds. Um, so you guys, well, one of you guys decides that you're going to carry the weapon. I think uh, the Viper takes it because he's more trained with it. And he sets it to single Great. act. Yeah, I'll take back my Electro Mallet then. Yeah, I'll be dual you- wielding melee weapons. <laughs> Diablo up in here. And our party moves ahead, and now we finally get to a clearing point, and there's a voice that comes out of nowhere. You sent, sent all the pentos to kill me, eh? <laughs> it's not my best oh, version. No. Oh no, Zartan. Zartan has survived the pentor. Zartan has somehow found his way to salvation, and he has, in some kind of cold, killing fury, killed a cobra death squad that was obviously waiting to kill any survivors who would have come through what was perceived to be the most logical exit point of the the freighter disaster and now we have to deal with zartan master of killing things in disguise he is not looking too good he's a bit worse for wear he has taken a few hits he's bleeding and he's unarmed with the exception of a knife what do we do guys well i'm pretty white hot mad right now because I knew some of those vipers that he slayed so I'm seeing red I think I'm just gonna pile into him with my my two gouging tools and hammering tools and hope for the best because yeah I'm I've had enough it's time to take out this walking chameleon so you wail at him and you go this one's for Bobby Valor Viper 661, this one's for Bart Simon, Ugh, Viper 558, Ugh, and he's like just throwing out these random names. This is like for Chris and, you know, for John all the Kelvin. Cool for John Kelvin and for like Brent, the, the Kiwi Viper. Yes, and Great Charles, these Vipers we knew and loved. They were great guys. Why did you kill them? Anyway, so we are witnessing the most insane flurry from Techno Steven. As he is like wailing on Zartan. Zartan does not know what the hell. I mean, this guy is completely broken. Um, he's just fending off attacks. He knows he's trying to get to the Viper. And Kujo starts like shooting rounds like one, one, two. I can't get a clean shot because right now Techno Viper is the embodiment of the saying, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, right. Uh, exactly right. And, uh, yeah, no clean shot. Uh, what do you got? So, yeah, so you can't... No, that's what you're doing. You're sort of... You're not shooting at him, per se. You're just sort of shooting 
in a, in a sort of a, uh, I don't want to say a warning manner, you're just kind of trying to just sort of remind him that you're still there, but you're keeping count of your shots. Zartan finally realizes that this is not going to happen, and he's actually got a greater mission. He's, he's got another purpose. He has to to find some kind of absolution, you know, because and redemption for himself, because he's finally gotten to see himself in this dark pit of madness. And he goes, later, boyos, it's not even worth it. And he, like, manages to, like, poof into the distance. And finally, finally, after all of that, with, like, ten rounds left in this Viper gun, we managed to crawl out of this asshole of a volcano and freight liner, only to find that we are absolutely, completely stranded on an island full of cobras, mutants that are running amok in the forest that have like been set free by biological tanks and we just realized we're absolutely screwed and that this is definitely going to need a sequel in the next Halloween or we're going to need our <laughs> listeners to tell us how we get out of this one. So well, actually, back. I think the crystal ball, you had the perfect weapon to deal with Zartan because you can reflect him off the shield with natural sunlight and he'll have to he'll have to look at himself and that that could be scary enough i i didn't want to use the sunlight angle in 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 the car yeah. in what i perceive to be more of a comic book universe so i wanted to uh, i wanted to try and invade his mind but then i realized well zartan's actually got a very strong mind as it is i mean he might be fractured and crazy but that makes him quite strong mentally so i knew that i couldn't do it and and so I had to hold back and let you guys do all the heavy work and get some, like, you know, some hits in and, you know, and take one for the team, you know, avenge great you know what child. Was, what was kind of deep is that at first we thought we were getting penetrated and then we crawled out of the volcano. So mm-hmm. maybe it was us. Maybe we were the parasites all along. Dun, dun, dun. dun that was dun. a Twilight Zone twist. I'm getting a Mila Jovovich um, Resident, Resident Evil, Evil movie vibe. Yeah, after your entire ordeal escaping from this underground pit of doom, we wake up <laughs> to find that the once, you know, great Cobra Island is overrun by beasts. Oh, where to go to pull the rug out from under us? No happy endings for these three Cobras. Well, deep I mean- rising action. Thank you. That was yeah, that was actually what I was thinking of as Deep Rising when we when we came out of this. Um, I can, if you want. I mean, this will just be for the uh, for the DVD commentary. I'll just say this now. And in the far distance, they can hear the whoop 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 of rotor blades coming close by, and it's none other than a GI Joe tomahawk. Oh boy! <laughs> and on the loudspeaker, all Cobra personnel disarm. Get on your knees and assume the position. This is a rescue mission. Any, you know, hostile action will be taken as such and be returned. You know, so... Of course, you're not encouraged by the fact that it's airtight. Yeah. The chopper barking it out. It's like he's wearing that suit for a reason. Mm. What if something stayed with us? Yeah. Exactly. Nice job, boys. Nice yeah. job. Any post-mortems on our escape? from the Cobra Freighter. If you're out there handing out some candy or whatnot, uh, enjoy this spooky Cobra Island story. And if you're enjoying it on your lonesome with your earbuds in, like I say, I hope you had the lights dimmed way, way low 
Maybe lit a candle or two. Maybe you're sipping back on something strong. You're gonna need it. <laughs> and if you ever needed a reason to buy a crystal ball, I hope I gave you one. <laughs> Did he get his hair you. messed up? Or a reason to just like arm your techno viper with some uh, some of his tools and start wailing blows down on Zartan. And that's an interesting fight. I'm not gonna lie. Thanks for cooking it up, Paulie. Pleasure, dude. Mm. I brought all of the freaks out to play, by the way. Guys, what is in your immediate vicinity, Joe-wise? What can you reach with your arms right now? What did you bring to the podcast? The original Cobra Zombie. Storm Shadow. <laughs> version 2, version 2. Nice. Cooge, mm. have you got any cool Joes with you uh, during this podcast episode? I do. I'm not too far from my drawing table, so I got my uh, vintage-era... Cujo figure uh, done by our friend JD1Z, right? Yeah, that's oh. what I always go with because I think it sounds funny. I'm so glad we uh, we avenged Onesie mm -hmm. as well. I mean, all of those fallen Cobra troopers and Techno Vipers and and Toxo Vipers, yeah, dude. Jay Z's Jay Z, <laughs> JD's a fun school cross country, bro. <laughs> yeah, never forget it. Never, never forget. Um, I've decided to bring the freaks out to play for this episode, so I have Big Boa, uh, Croc Master, Crystal Ball, and Zartan on my table currently. Uh, with a um, with my Eco Warriors Flint, whose um, O-ring I've just replaced, and he's mm -hmm. the one who gave me the idea for the little bit of the biological terror at the very, very end of this. Biohazard. Uh, yeah, so he also inspired it a little bit. Thanks, Flint. No, Obviously, Tom. keep your eyes open for the Escape the Cobra Freighter 3-pack with Crystal Ball and Viper and Techno Viper. <laughs> nice. Right. With battle damage from uh, rear-end penetration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy Halloween. Removable yeah. anal leeches. <laughs> and with that... I hope you're having a perfectly spooky time wherever you're listening to this. My name's Steve, and I'm slinking off. I don't want the help from the Joes. I can handle myself. Death before defeat. <laughs> There's a scary crystal Paul escaping into the mind realm of the mystic. Woo! <laughs> Viper Cujo's cameo slinks back into the shadows so none of us want any help from joe <laughs> accepting help from a gi joe is like accepting death really bad really really bad <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> goodbye everyone nice one dude we end with with some evil cackles oh yes hold on let me get my let me just get some coke in otherwise i'm gonna go dry hold on Yep, you can't be doing no evil cackles dry. Kuja, yeah, I, I want to hear your cackle, buddy. I want to hear got it. it. Are we going to go one at a time, or are we going to go all three together? Oh, let's make a symphony of cackles. Okay, cool. Two, one. <laughs> Beautiful. I love your work, guys. Hope you win.